It's a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cock. We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. When you are sad and lonely and have no place to go, come to see me, baby, and bring along some dough and we'll go Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Philip Sexton sits in with us today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, it is wonderful today. Is yeah. it wonderful? What's going on out there? Well, you know, it's a beautiful sunny day. The cats are going to play today. My canes are going to play today. Who, who the canes got? Oh, man. See, you put me on the spot. Um, uh, Central Michigan. Central Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Four o'clock EDT. What's, what's the uh, what's the uh, line on the Kentucky game? Are they favored or is Mississippi State favored? I would assume Kentucky. Uh, really? Shoot, I can look that up real quick. Kentucky would be favored at Mississippi State. Yeah, Mississippi State's garbage. Well, they're two and one, and they really should have beat Kansas State. They should be three and zero. Yeah, but so should we. <laughs> yeah, we should be too. How many of y'all went and received therapy last week for the yeah, Florida loss? That was yeah. I had to check in. I got really some mental health down about that. Yeah, that was uh, so disappointing. UK minus six. Really? At Starkville. I'm pretty sure that's what that's saying. I'll be. Well, okay. They know. Those guys know. They, they do, really know. do know. They got the Florida line right. Just. And I don't know how Florida got that last touchdown. We just were so disappointed, I guess. I think you're right. They 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 went for that blitz, they said, but And they just did an end around and, and scored. It, bam. Uh, there it was. Yeah, I read that backwards. Backwards. Okay. Plus six. Plus six. Okay, so Kentucky's plus six today. That's that's always I take that all day long. On the road. You think that we uh I think they win. Do you? Speaking of odds makers, do they ever – those guys are really good. They know how to do that. Yeah. Have they ever done anything with the stock market? It happens every day. It's, you know, they're constantly doing uh, estimates of what they think are going to happen. That's how the stock market prices itself. The, you're talking about the futures? The, yeah, the futures, futures and the cash. Options market. The yeah. options market. Yeah. I mean, right. the danger. So the, the danger of an odds maker is where he sets the the beginning. That's right. Odd. You know that that's that's your danger because if you set it wrong, you don't get play on both sides. Right. That's right. That's where you get killed. 
yeah, it's all one side, and you're you're out there hanging. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're in bad shape. You gotta you gotta for to be an odds maker, really you're not really even taking a position on the thing. You just wanna find where there's action on both sides. On both sides, right. You're just trying to find a number that'll create some business. You're, that'll create liquidity. Yeah. Basically. On both liquidity, ends. Liquidity. Mm-hmm. Which is something we're gonna talk about today. Index fund assets surpass active assets. What's going on with that? Okay, so it's an article from Barron's. Uh, so it says, uh, starts out, we all knew it was just a matter of time. Now it's happened. Uh, funds that track broad U.S. equity indexes hit $4.27 trillion in assets uh, as of August 31st, according to Morningstar. Uh, give them, give them more, giving them more money than actively managed stock picking rivals for the first ever monthly reporting period, according to the Wall Street Journal. And it says uh, funds that try to beat the market had four point two five trillion as of that date. Um, so tell us who active managed stock picking rivals would be. So I, I mean, mutual funds. Yeah, mutual funds. That uh, you know, funds like uh, the American funds, for instance. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, Vanguard. Technically Vanguard is active. They've got a ton of passive investments but they also have active management as well okay uh a lot of you know state street kind of i think they have some active yeah. funds. Uh, ton of pa- ton of passive okay now give us some of the equity indexes well, I, I, <laughs> vanguard uh spider etfs uh state street has some state street yeah so okay. uh, the one thing too uh i did so it said funds that try to beat the market. An active fund isn't necessarily a fund that's trying to beat the S&P 500. Uh, you know, active managers are trying to do a certain type of goal. Uh, they're trying, you know, to beat some type of something. Uh, I, you know, that's that's one of the things that, that really stood out to me from that statement, too, in the fact that, you know, we're active managers at Dupree Financial, but... We're not actively trying to beat the S and P five hundred returns. No, yeah, you know our 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 activity is to try to make your money last and produce for you. That's right. It's not relevant to an index. It's relevant to a job assignment for the money. The money's assignment is to be. to last you through retirement regardless of what an index does or doesn't do yeah and i think that that's what's really so active management gave was given that broad definition of well you're active you're supposed to beat the market and i think that that is actually what's kind of skewed this move to passive investment in the fact that if you're saying hey you've got to beat this and they don't beat it well, now that's where you, you see, uh, as the journal reported in the past decade, nearly $1.36 trillion in net flows were added to U.S. equity mutual funds and ETFs that mimic market indexes, while $1.32 trillion has fled higher-costing, actively-managed counterparts. Right. So, if, if by definition, you know, if I'm telling you, Tom, that, hey, you've, you've got a beat guy at golf, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's that's not true. About a forty-five handicap, <laughs> and then that's just a starter. That's a starter. We'll give him forty-five on the front nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you get what I'm yeah, saying. No, that's that, gonna happen. That's not your job, Tom. That's right. Uh, so, what's this really mean? So, uh, the biggest thing that it means is that now you have more assets out there tracking what an index does and by that i mean when you put your money in that tracking fund what that what that fund does to match it uh they go out and they buy an equivalent amount of shares in the index Mm -hmm. to equate to your position of the track so it's it's sort of like how the gold standard used to work okay. uh, in terms of currency and the fact that for every dollar you had to have the gold backing it. So for every dollar in the in the fund that tracks it, you've got to have the actual shares backing it. But the problem is that's all it is is you buy the whole you buy the whole kit and caboodle. And when you sell, you sell the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. A, you, yeah. you throw the baby out with the bathwater at that point. Oh, okay. So that's really where, to be quite honest, as as an active manager, when I'm looking at this stuff, I'm like, hey, you know, the, the I want it to keep going because what happens if you do get a spike in volatility and money running to the sidelines, the good stuff gets thrown out that's with right. the bad stuff. Yeah. And so the person that's on the active side that's looking at the good stuff, well, it's going down just as much as the bad stuff at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. We'll talk about this later. (laughs) 45 handicap. Yeah. (laughs) Talking about the 45 handicap. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WAP. Big news then. The next president of the United States. Donald Trump. Big news now. Socialism. We're going to take your AR-15. Big news happens. Here's the key. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Number of RIAs hits record high. What's going on with that? Yeah. Well, uh, hmm. so <laughs> it's it's a it's a industry that that we're definitely in. You know, we're yeah. we're an RIA. Uh, so an RIA they they follow the fiduciary standard. Let's say uh, registered investment advisor. Yep. Okay. So folks know. 
registered investment advisor. They follow the fiduciary standard. Uh, and the fiduciary standard means that they legally have to put their interest ahead of ahead of yours. Uh, so it says in many relationships, it's com- – uh, wait, I've got the wrong article. Wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> Executives and other players uh, in the registered investment advisor uh, advisory space often tout the channel speedy growth. Uh, so it says that there's uh, the number of SEC registered investment advisors is at a record high of 12,993, uh, which is up 3.3% from 2018. Uh, these, these firms service more than 43 million clients and oversee $83.7 trillion in assets. Trillion. That is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. What's the population of America? Three hundred and forty. Three hundred million. Okay. Like three, three forty, isn't it about? I don't think it's that high. Three thirty-four, I think, was the last time okay. I checked. Okay. Wow. So it's a lot of money. I mean, yeah, it's that's what one seventh. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. One eighth. Three twenty-seven. Okay. We're getting low. Yeah. We need more babies. <laughs> for more economic growth for, exactly you know more people buy more things yeah kickapoo joy juice that's right <laughs> but our it what, says our profession is experiencing continued growth as increasing numbers of investors re- recognize the value of fiduciary advisors iaa president and ceo karen barr said in a statement the one the one thing in this article that that struck me is just how many RIAs there actually are in this country uh, is how many fish are in the sea. Yeah. Uh, and not all. How's R- the SEC going to oversee all of them? Well, yeah. And, and not all RIAs are created equally. That's right. There, there, there's Very few of them are as good as the pre-financial group. That's right. Heck yeah. I agree with that statement. But that that's that's true in the fact that the, the fiduciary standard that, you know, that, that law of I, I have to put my client's interests ahead of my own is a, a broad brushstroke type standard in, in that there's a lot of uh, leeway in yeah. how you really meet that definition. That's right. And, you know, there are technically people that follow the fiduciary standard that sell – products right that may may not be the best thing for for a client you know there you can a fiduciary can sell an annuity uh which is can they really yeah uh there 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 are no commission annuities out there yeah um which you know may not be the best thing because it it locks you into it locks you into something at that point where you may need the liquidity for some reason um the thing about it is, too, is also some of these RIAs uh, may or may not be talking to you. Uh, you know, you may have, you may go to someone that they just put you into a, a, a you know, a, a model portfolio and just let it ride. Let me let me throw some things out for discussion here because I listen to this stats. So the majority of the assets under management are concentrated among a small group of large advisors. 
1.1% of SEC registered advisors, that's 148 RIA firms manage or managing over $100 billion, okay, in assets. That represents 60% of the industry assets, all right, yep. that group. That's large firms, right? Isn't that who that is? Right. That's, that's what that – so about 7 in 10 – of the RIAs are managing less than a billion in assets, okay? And they account for just 3.1% of assets under management. That's that's where I was trying to go with that, guy. Okay, was yeah. That, that you get put into just the model portfolio because all you are is a number. You're a at, number. At that point. That's right. Okay. You know, that's how – can, how can someone – if they're just a number, how how can I? If you're just a number to me, guy, how can I make sure that your interests are ahead of mine? Well, yeah, amen. And I, this is where I'm I'm trying to get back to what we really, you know, we don't really fall. I mean, we're a registered investment advising firm that fall into that seven and ten group under a billion in assets under management. Okay, that's that's who we are. But that's we're not part of that big world out there of 1-800 you can't talk to find that's right find them we're that's not we're main street usa walk in and have coffee with us we're gonna be there where you can touch and feel us and smell us and we do smell good yes we do we make, always that 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 what we make sure we shower every day <laughs> most is, of us it is a requirement <laughs> The smell of fresh-baked cookies out of the oven every day. That's enough to get you there right there. So, but that's really, you know, I think this is a little bit misleading. If I work for a national firm, Goldman Sachs, and I'm a registered investment advisor, I'm part of this number, right? Yep. Okay. Well, Goldman Sachs, not really. They're a brokerage firm. Uh, It would be... Companies like Vanguard, Fidelity, um, American Funds, though companies like that. Licensed, correct? They've passed the test, the securities test. Yeah. That's what I'm reading here. But there is some pretty good economic development as a result of this. Do you see the jobs report off that? Yeah. <laughs> Over 800,000 new jobs created. In the financial service industry, you know, just last month, y'all, in the professional services, business services report, there was thirty-seven thousand new jobs just in that area. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! So it increased that much. So the bottom line is, our firm is among a growing industry. That's one of the reasons well, I started the deal back when I did was that I saw that that the Retirement market was going to keep growing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think I, I want to share a story of actually something that happened to me this week, and the fact that we we had a client, and he's going to remain nameless. Uh, but we we've had this story. He's got a name. Well, we just can't say it. That's right. Yeah, in the words of Jim Jim Croach, he's I've got a name. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Croach. Yeah, okay. Croach, Croach. Whatever. It. Come on, you're showing your youth. Croach, I can sing all his songs, guys. All that matters. <laughs> so, 
Elizabeth is losing it over we, here. We've got we've got the story of how he describes dividends of his portfolio, the income in terms of pencils. Right. Well, he called you know a, a month ago, and with when that volatility had struck the market, and he was just you know I guess wanting some reassurance, as as mm -hmm. a lot of people do when you know they're talking to their advisor. Well, right. I was able to talk to him, and I was able to bring up the pencils and everything else. And when he came in for an account review, I think it was Monday or – yeah, it was Monday. He came in, and he he spoke – it was Tuesday. He spoke to us, and he said, I just – I want to let you all know how much I appreciate you all and how much the fact that you knew who I was because of that pencil uh, analogy. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we – that that's something that we pride ourselves on and the fact that we know who our clients are yeah you know it, it's it's not very often where you can sit across the table from your advisor right. and he really knows your family knows knows what's going on we have relationships yeah. with our clients we're you know we're vested in each other's lives that's what makes us special that's right well and and relationships in this business is that's what makes for long-term success you know i once told you guy i said you make getting shot sound fun <laughs> because you would be that general saying we're going to war yeah, I would let's say, go. Right, let's are you with me because that's the kind of relationship that i've built with you guy that i would trust you and i'd be like let's go, let's yeah. go. i don't care let's let's go i uh -huh. may get shot but whatever you know, and that's that's the thing is that when you have that relationship and you've built that trust, you can you can jump. That's right. That's right. Stay with us. It's powered by the Dupree Financial Group. It's the Tom Dupree Show. Love it. Power. Power. Give me that power. You got Philip Sexton and Guy Huglet. News Ray. Guy Huglet. I finally introduced you. Hey, by the way, it's Guy Huglet. Card 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. The artist you told us you love on the iHeartRadio app. Hosted by Ryan Seacrest from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Watch live on the CW app and CWTV.com. And listen on iHeartRadio. Continuing tonight at 10 p.m. Capital One is a proud partner of the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Bringing great products and access to unique and unforgettable experiences to our customers. What's in your wallet? Here's a secret couples therapists want you to know. Happy couples sleep better. I'm Trina Webster, co-founder of Z Quiet. And I'm Dan Webster. I love my husband, but his snoring was like an alarm clock waking me up all night. My snoring was pretty bad. We were desperate for a solution, and we finally found it with Z Quiet. It literally changed our lives. With Z Quiet, we wake up rested and happy, and best of all, in the same bed. Z Quiet couldn't be easier to use and works immediately. Z Quiet comes with a 30 night better sleep guarantee. You have nothing to lose. For 10 years, we've been saving relationships one night at a time. Don't wait another night. Go to getzquiet.com today. ZQuiet works for both men and women. With ZQuiet, couples are sleeping together peacefully. No tossing, no turning, and no stumbling to the couch. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com. That's GetZQuiet.com to try it for only $9.95. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy calling for an investigation into reports after President Trump asked Ukraine's president to investigate business dealings in Ukraine involving Joe Biden's son. 
It follows a whistleblower complaint within the intel community. ABC's David Wright is at the White House with more and reaction. The whistleblower's main allegation is basically that President Trump asked in this one phone call back in July for the president of Ukraine to engage his intelligence services to dig up what dirt they could on Hunter Biden, uh, who was serving on the board of a Ukrainian energy company back when Joe Biden was vice president. The Pentagon announcing Friday U.S. troops will be heading to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said in response to the attacks on the Saudi oil industry that the U.S. is blaming on Iran. Today in Washington, D.C., funeral services will be held for ABC News journalist Cokie Roberts. She died earlier this week. She was 75. Michelle Franz in ABC News. Starting out the weekend on a warm note on this Saturday. Mix of sunny clouds. We're into the mid and upper 80s. Upper 80s again on Sunday, but the winds are going to be very gusty. That's ahead of a cold front that can produce a scattered shower thunderstorm around Sunday night and Monday. Behind that front, temperatures are much closer to normal into the early half of next week. Have a great weekend. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Do you have three ex wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-276-1640. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640 for a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with. Call Big Lou at 800-276-1640. 800-276-1640. This month, make your absolute best deal ever on a new Quantrill Cadillac and then get 0.9% 72-month financing on remaining new 2019 Cadillac Escalades, ESVs, XT5s, XT4s, CT6, and CTS. 0.9% 72-month financing is with no money down and approved credit. Payments are $1430 per $1,000 financed. Why wait? Make your best Cadillac deal ever and pay low interest for six years at Quantrill today. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. How to avoid financial deadlock or worse after one spouse dies. In many relationships, it's common for one spouse to play money manager and the others to take a more passive role. This, however, can lead to major complications when the financially dominant partner dies first. What about that, Philip? So this this actually led me when I read this to two stories that one from a set of clients and one that was told about you, Tom, that, uh, that I really loved, uh, you know, so a lot of times in, in spousal relationships, you have one spouse that does all the financial work, 
Yeah. Uh, and the other one does all the other stuff or, or what is, you know, something else. Um, the, the story that I love that I heard about you was uh, a, a lady and her husband came in and uh, you were sitting across and she loves to tell this story. Uh, I hope I hope she's listening. But you sit across the table uh, and you asked her, you're like, are you getting this? And she's like, I, I, I don't I don't mess with this. That's you know, that's his that's his job. And she said that you took your glasses in, in perfect Tom Dupree fashion and, you know, you, you like to put them up on your head and you, you <laughs> moved your moved your ta- you moved your chair. Forehead. Yeah. He doesn't put them on his head. He puts them on his forehead. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, guy. <laughs> He's beating me down. No, no. It's, it's, I, want to, I want the listeners to get a visual. Okay. Tom Dupree glasses above his eyebrows on his forehead <laughs> under his hairline. So he sits and he pulls his chair up next to her and he says, no, you need to understand this too because there may come a day where you need to understand this. Right. And he sat across the table and explained it to her. And this is something that, you know, she she still to this day preaches about, the fact that you took the time to explain it to her. Right. Uh, The other story – you know, and that's where this, this first one says, prepare a go bag. So it says step one for the financially astute spouse to prepare a go bag of sorts. Just like in the spy movies, uh, says Christopher uh, Cordero, chief investment officer of Regent Atlantic Capital, a registered investment advisor. All right. Well, all right. So it says uh, financial advisors say this should include a comprehensive list of all financial contracts, advisors, attorneys, accountants, insurance professionals, and copies of beneficiary designations. Uh, so the financial savvy spouse should also prepare a written list and spreadsheets of the couple's assets and liabilities. We had a couple, uh, the husband did all of the financial stuff and he actually had a stroke. Uh, but what he was able to do was he wrote down or not wrote typed out on the computer, written directions of all the financial stuff uh you know the electric bill is due on this day it usually stays around this price is what we pay uh i pay it online here you know the water bill all this so all that his wife had to do was get on the computer and basically read the handbook yeah uh you know the the first story that i really wanted to get into is something that i feel like we really preach on it at, at, at the firm is we've got three pillars educate guide empower this is educate right here because we don't feel like there should be just one one side of the one side of the spousal tree that, yeah. that does everything we want everybody to be involved everybody to understand what's going on because man i tell my wife this there's probably going to be a day where you're going to have to know yep you know, it, it's the same principle as, as, as any spouse. Both spouses need to know because there may come a day where both spouses need to know. Hey, guys, I'm going to pipe in right here. and This is Elizabeth Host Dupree of uh, Dupree Financial Group. She's coming in to talk big. <laughs> Actually, it is one of my soapbox things. It no is. kidding. Yep. And it, it goes on. That's down. why I said that. Okay. It goes on down the family tree from just the spouse. 
it's uh, children of with their parents they need to know this information too um, I lost my mother in April and being even being around the business I didn't know as much as I needed to know to navigate all that I need to deal with now so no get involved with your parents information don't turn a blind eye or a deaf ear thinking I you know it's really important that you know what is going on with your parents information in addition to knowing what's going on in your spousal relationship with finances right well and and i've seen thanks plenty of times too on top of that um where someone passes away and and the kids you know the last spouse passes away and the kids have to come in uh you know and that that's a scary time because you're trying to figure out what's going on you're dealing with you're dealing with the death of your your parent, your last parent, and Margaret, bless her heart, is is pretty much the greatest gift to man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, Margaret is uh, really our our office glue. Yeah. She's the rock. Uh, there, she. I've seen plenty of times where she's taken a a, a, a child. I wouldn't call it a child because they're older than me, but you know, taking someone by the hand and walk them step by step through this process of of how to go through it um what is needed and it's it's very very smooth um on our end just because you know we're we're there on pillar number two guide we're there to be the guide of how to how to navigate those waters um you know the other thing the the education back to the education part the reason it's so simple is because we've educated our clients on how to set up the beneficiaries in their account. Uh, you can set up a beneficiary in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or whatever it may be, or even just an individual investment account. You can make it a transfer on death account to where it skips probate, to where all the beneficiary needs to do is produce a death certificate. But we're not attorneys. And you get you get official advice from attorneys on all of that, right, <laughs> Philip? Well, we're yes. not attorneys. Yes. I'll agree with that statement. I, I'm, yeah, it's up to you as to whether or not you seek attorney help. But that's where you know we 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 do we do a lot for our clients in in this realm, um, you know. And I think that it's a a very important realm that needs to be spoken upon because life happens tell you one of the biggest that it reasons. does one, i'll tell you a story about a, a couple here in lexington that uh that this situation we're talking about really caused some problems the husband had never included the spouse in any of the financial discussions they had, were living a very happy and joyful retirement and they had a very nice portfolio and the husband was continuing to grow old and with age starting to you know have a little bit of early dementia and he never discussed finances with his spouse and the next thing they knew this husband had been solicited by investment opportunities and started investing in extremely high risk 
you know, business deals, a lot of money, of which they lost every bit of it. And every penny. Every penny of it. And in and because he kept everything close. And he was a very respectable, you know, individual, great career, smart, but you know, just started getting out there and became a little naive and started believing some of these guys that were pitching him and bam now had the spouse been included in these discussions obviously probably the next thing that would happen what elizabeth was talking about the children who were grown would have been included and then some decisions right. would have been made like wait a minute hold on a minute dad this might be a little too risky so that's yep. a piece that's very important well not, there's something i want it is important yeah, there's something from that, too, in the fact that the hardest thing for some – one of the hardest things for someone to do in that scenario is to admit that they've become compromised. Yeah. Mentally. Hard to do. And if you've built a layer of trust around an advisor, you know, th- there's been times where we've had to talk to clients and say, hey, you know, we, we need to get – your, your kids involved here or, or your spouse involved here because th- this is we, we want to make sure that yeah. this continues to last and work for you you know it, that if you've built a layer of trust it's a lot easier coming from somebody that you trust yeah you know the other thing we haven't talked about too is that's that's a sophisticated scam oh yes but then there's all the scammers so when you don't include the spouse in any of this, then there they are, and they start getting these phone calls, right. and they don't know, and right. bam, off to the races. Here we go again. Sad. It's, it's sad, sad stuff. It really gets down to having a trusted advisory network, mm-hmm. people that you can talk to. We need to take a break here. It's the Tom Dupree Show with Guy Huglet and uh, Philip Sexton. News Radio 630 WLAP and Elizabeth Dupree. The news. Don't know the identity of the whistleblower. You want. Get the facts first. The news. Just sanctioned the Iranian National Bank. You need. Who conducted these attacks? Iranians. They think targets kids. Get the latest. This is a wake-up call. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree of Dupree Financial Group. Frequently, I hear from people I meet that say, oh, I've heard you on the radio, and I've been planning to set an appointment with you. Let me say to all of you to whom this applies, call us now. There are several good things that happen when you set an appointment with us, but the main one is that you're no longer in the dark about your finances. We give you lots of information about your accounts, completely free and without obligation. Also, we let you know in no uncertain terms if we think you are on a good track for retirement or not. We are a candid guide to all of our clients and prospects. We tell you the truth. For a free, no-obligation review of your retirement investments, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Who had a teenage daughter 
Jeannie C. Riley. She's a doll. Fed injects more into money markets after banks bid heavily for funds. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, it's it's been kind of crazy. The you're actually there's been a lack of liquidity um, for for reserves and 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 things from the banks. Um, so it says uh, banks bid for eighty point zero five billion in funding in the auction, five billion above the maximum amount offered by the Fed. Tuesday's auction, the first in a decade, saw banks take $53 billion of the $75 billion uh, on offer. Overnight rates remained elevated before Wednesday, Wednesday's auction at about 2.8%. Soon after, it dropped to 2.6%, and by mid-morning was down to 225 uh, According to Refinitiv data, uh, the, t- the tumult – how do you spell that? How do you say that? Tumult. 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 Okay. All right. In U.S. overnight money markets is adding to investors' hopes that the Federal Reserve might cut rates faster than expected in coming months or restart bond buying to boost the amount of money in the financial system. A loosening of monetary policy could alleviate the strains that caused overnight lending rates to spike as high as 10% Tuesday. Uh, the Fed is set to conclude a two-day policy meeting Wednesday, after which it is expected to cut its benchmark interest rate by a quarter percentage point, which it did. Um, the thing, the thing about this is, is what you've got is you've got these banks running reserves at the lowest possible level that they can run them at. Um, and when you, it's effectively a bank run of sorts. Uh, when, when you've got a, a massive amount of, of draws or a massive amount of, of demand for overnight lending or, or anything like that and the bank doesn't have the funds necessary to to meet that requirement and now the fed has to step in mm-hmm. um and that's what you've seen because if the fed doesn't step in that's when you see something like the overnight repo rate jump to 10 percent yeah you know where it was under two percent before now, that explain what the overnight repo rate is yes a lot so, of people don't know so what that is a repo rate a lot of um leverage leverage bond funds things like that use them to where you use a security or uh maybe a, a mortgage a mortgage bond or something right uh as collateral in order to get a loan for you know a certain amount of days or something from the bank right short-term and, money yeah, yeah. it's Short-term money, right. Exactly. And, you know, it it works when the liquidity's there and you can boom, 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 boom. But then when there's no liquidity now in order to lend it overnight, oh, we got to charge you 10%. Yeah. It's it's a scary situation. 10% annualized. So it's not 10%. It's it's at the annual rate of 10%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not ten percent overnight. You can do a that's one. What, you that's can a, do a one year repo, though. I'm, yeah, yeah, you can stretch that out. Yeah, but so what? You know, that's an interesting topic. What we're talking about here, because if you go to to borrow money overnight and you're using stocks and bonds as security, okay, there's no cash available to borrow that money. That's basically what we're talking about. Correct. Correct. And the Fed has to inject the cash in. So that and the people that are borrowing this money are like a corporation. Yeah. 
that needs working capital. A utility company, I, for example, maybe needs some cash for whatever, right? Here's here's the problem and, and the potential the potential next whip in the chain link is that if you can't get cash from the bank, then all right, maybe you have to start selling selling securities. Well, let's say that there's no demand because a lot of people have to sell these securities. Well, there's not the demand to meet the the supply on the flip side. Well, now the securities drop in value because there's no liquidity. There's no liquidity. It's interesting. The biggest the biggest problem in 2008 was a liquidity crisis. Well, one of the biggest problems there was there was no liquidity. It dried up in money markets. Everything. I mean, heck, treasuries even. You, you you couldn't find liquidity in, and that's that's the scary side of of the the banking system is more so. I would I would on, honestly think that liquidity events like this are probably more scary than uh, delinquencies and defaults. Okay, yeah. so now I'm gonna get into regulations. Tom, jump in on this because you got some experience here. I bet. So. Typically, a corporation would borrow this money at their bank. They'd have a working right. capital line of credit. But obviously, it's too difficult. It's too hard for them to borrow money due to regulation. That's right. So they're having to go to this more of a, you know, what do you call this? Money market. Money market lending, which, you know, it's something that we need to be talking about, right? Yeah. When the short end of the market which is what it is which is typically the most liquid part of the market and is used to finance everything else when the short end of the market becomes illiquid it can cast illiquidity into all the rest of the markets that's what can happen there you go wow yeah something to be talking about oh yeah and that, but the the interesting thing from that too is is uh what does that do to the spread if it casts liquidity throughout the entire that's right yeah 10 percent. that's that's and you talk about an inverted yield curve at that point you know if if you're getting three four five six percent on the short end and 1.5 on the long end that's you know that's a big time inverted yield curve that's a slide yeah slick ice and and that's where you know when you get something like that it in a sense, and that's what I was trying to get at, it's, it's almost like a bank run, uh, in a sense, in the fact that you, you put so much pressure on the reserves of the bank that they've, they've got to do something like this. Uh, so the Fed steps in, and their repo rescue leaves many searching for answers. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. It goes hand in hand, and that's where the, the repo rate – So. Borrowers in the market for repurchase of repo agreements paid as much as 10% uh, in morning trading versus uh, recent rates, which are just over 2%. Uh, and this surge spurred the Federal Reserve Bank of New York to pour billions of dollars in the financial system to bring the rates back down. Uh, so, you know, as you were saying, Guy, banks and brokerages use repo contracts to borrow short-term yeah. cash. Well, it you know, they'll take a what they do. The repo is... They take a treasury that they own, and they do a repurchase agreement. They'll borrow against it, and uh, the the lender can take the treasury as collateral if they don't 
perform on their note. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 basically like a zero in a sense in the fact that I I'll give you a hundred cents on the dollar for your your treasury bill, but you give me one oh one or you know whatever it may you know. Well, or I'll give you ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah, I was just yeah just making yeah. Up numbers as I went, and you give me one oh one. So the, to get the to get the treasury back. You've got to pay them. Well, the problem is, is it doesn't make sense to give them something that you're going to have to pay an annualized return greater than what it's paying. Than what it's paying. Yeah. And that's where we were talking about flipping the yield curve. And when you flip the yield curve and, and you dry up the liquidity there, well, the leveraged fund, They've got to do one of two things. They've, they've got to hopefully hold on and hope that it gets better very, very quickly, or they've got to start deleveraging. And if they start deleveraging. There's selling that goes on. They're selling. And if there's that liquidity event on the short end, like you said, then you're probably going to have a liquidity event on the long end if it lasts for a decent amount right. of time. It's it's back to the the impact of some of these regulations have been put in pr place since the crisis. They I don't think they they estimated this would happen. It's the law of unintended consequences. That's right. All Let right. me talk a little bit about Dupree Financial Group. Our, our last minute and a half. We need to talk a little bit about our firm. Show us some love here. Hey, the smell of baked, fresh-baked cookies when That's you walk right. through the door on Main Street, Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Dupree Financial Group is a candid and diligent guide. We educate, empower, and uh, what's the other one? God, God, And that's our, that's our job with our clients is to be good at these things so that our clients don't have to be. Although we do want them to understand what's going on with their money. If you're a retirement uh, investor, you ought to come see us because one of the things that happens when you come see us is you learn more about what you've got and what you can expect from your investments. And it's always an enlightening experience, whether you end up using us or not, it can be a very good experience for you. So we'd sure like to have you come visit us. Call us at 233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com. Guys, thanks for being here today. Been fun. Guy Hewlett, Philip Sexton. Thank you. Go Cats. And Canes. And Canes. <laughs> it's right. the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial News Radio, 630 WLAP.